Good morning, everyone. Have you here? Um, as I said, Steve, you're well known as a business and strategy coach around the Central West. But for our regular viewers who might not know, I guess you or your business, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to the Central West and a little bit more about um, about your business? Certainly, Stone, particularly with uh, everything we've been through recently. Uh, but we've been in the Central West for about eight years. We came through from uh, Brisbane because uh, my wife's uh, family comes from Bathurst. So uh, she wanted to go back there and I said, I can run my business anywhere, it doesn't really matter. And uh, we started off as a, a Central West business leaders as well. And again, it was really just around making it easy for business people to get together and to do business together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that networking and connecting people. It's kind of one of the roles that RDA Central West plays, connecting businesses with support and access to services, which I think has been probably more important now as a result of COVID um, than, than prior. Absolutely. To getting uh, good staff. And that's often around finding staff that have the right attitude, that want to learn, have a strong work ethic, uh, want to get stuck in and you know, be the best that they can be. Uh, can be quite difficult at, at stages and that mm. I often get that complaint since I'm on job seeker and it, particularly in the hospitality mm. industries and things like that so um, some staff have decided that they just prefer to stay home and, and enjoy the pandemic uh, rather than working and I mean that's their choice but it makes it really hard on employers. Mm. So. Absolutely absolutely another thing that I think you've spoken about is you really focus on helping people that have to pivot. Uh, certainly. So uh, part of that is really uh, looking at your goal, business goals are and then trying to align them uh, and essentially looking at what your real why is, why you're actually in business. Mm. Okay. <coughs> and give you a classic example, a lot of retailers uh, in the, since the pandemic, a lot of those have actually decided and finally taken the plunge to start getting those here. Mm. So that's, it, it's kind of been good in a way to really sort of wake people up and go, you need to do something now. Uh, you may well have been successful in the past, but times have changed and you need to keep up with what the customers want. And if you don't do that, you won't. If you don't, you might be left behind. Uh, you will be left behind. Yeah. The other thing is uh, investing in yourself. So a lot of business owners I speak to and I say, oh, well, when's the last time you did a course, uh, went to a seminar? Uh, yeah. I say, well, you've got to invest in yourself. You really do need and once you start doing that for yourself, then start investing in your people and doing exactly the same. And there's a, a non-for-profit in Bathurst, and I won't mention their names, but they had very little uh, training in investing in their people and they were con had a continuous up and that's exactly what he's done. And they've invested a lot of money in their people. Their um, retention rate for staff is just fantastic now. And people love working there because they know that the organisation cares about them and the spent that's who are often very vulnerable people uh, at the end of the day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Something a previous guest or, or person I've met previously said to me that you employ for will and train for skill. And I yes, think that's a, love it. That's a, yeah. You can use that one. <laughs> or, um, but I think that's right. If you invest in, in your staff and yeah. um, they're, they're feeling valued and part of a team, I think then they invest themselves in their business journey. And I guess, what was the key learning that you gained from that? Okay, so one of my major clients many years ago, uh, when I was running the recruitment side, of, they were about 80% of my business. Anyway, um, a few years ago, it was uh, 2008, after the GFC hit, they decided that they were gonna withdraw from a lot of countries and go back into the United States. So um, 
when they called me in, I thought, oh man, I'm in trouble. Like I must have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I came in and they told me what they were doing and I probably changed color. In a real wake up call, because I'd been really complacent and I got kind of lazy too. So uh, because I just backwards and I, was, I, I placed literally hundreds of people in that organization, you just, I didn't have to go and look for other work. And I certainly did after that day, I can tell you. Um, but it ended up working out really well. And I ended up um, placing a lot of the perms that left there with temps. So they took about 18 months to withdraw. And I ended up having two record years through the GFC. So I was extremely, extremely lucky. But what it taught me was gaps. Yeah, it's really good advice, actually. Just putting all your eggs in one basket could come sometimes come back to bite you. And I guess that's really good advice for businesses here as well to diversify, I guess, your base a little bit to kind of give you a bit more protection. Definitely. Well, even diversifying your products and services as mm. well. So not only do we focus on our, our coaching and strategy, uh, but we saw also we've got others that can keep us going. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I guess that's probably been even more evident now in the current environment that businesses have had to be able to be adaptable and and pivot and I think those that have been able to have been able to either, as you said, open up new opportunities for them for the longer term. Now, one of the things that you pride yourself... Treat others as you would like to be treated. And I try to do that with uh, suppliers, customers, staff, them really well. Uh, So for example, uh, when we're dealing with uh, suppliers, um, when I've got the cash there, I pay them straight away. So I don't worry about if it's a 30-day invoice or anything like that. As soon as it comes in, we pay it because we build that relationship up with them. So if I do get to a point where uh, cash flow is a little bit difficult for that month, I can ring them and say, oh, look, we're going to be a little bit. Again, we always treat our suppliers really well because without them, I can't run my business. So they really are VIPs. And the same with um, some of the contractors that we have that your customers. You've got to love your customers. Whatever my customers want, if I can do it, we do it. So it's, you know, the customers are king. Customers are always so, right, as I was told. That's... that's I learned that when I was about 16, and I, I just don't think it's changed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll, look, we'll come back to that, because that was kind of something I was... Next year. We so, might have to put the link up to that one after this morning's chat for anyone that's just planning for, for next year. Um, if someone could play you in a movie of your life, yep. who would get the gig and do a good job? Okay, so a short Clint Eastwood uh, <laughs> in my <laughs> early days and uh, probably Danny DeVito these days, <laughs> birthdays and, and things like that. And it's just friggin' awesome. Okay, 92 yep. in Bathurst. There you go, yep. nice plug for them. We'll put their link up. So for anyone that's looking for a nice, somewhere to take someone special oh, this weekend. It really is, it's great. Now, what are you currently reading, watching or listening to? Okay, so I've just started reading uh, The Infinite Game by Simon Piers. Uh, and in relation to The Infinite Game as well, is looking at the world from an infinite perspective in relation to, um, I'm not competing for just this part of the pie, we make the pie bigger. And that's really what I want for the Western region. We're not just Bathurst, we're not just Orange, we're not just Lithgow, we're not just... We'll we'll put that up after today. And the last one for you, Steve, you've interacted with a lot of businesses over the journey, but what's one business idea you wish you'd come up with yourself? Um, I really wanted to find somebody that could invent time travel. So I'm still looking for that. (laughs) Ambitious, (laughs) ambitious.
because <laughs> I think it'd be great to. <laughs> uh, qu question for you, I guess, and something that you focused on through your persuaders group, it's about collaboration Definitely. and supporting businesses and networking. And I think that's probably been enhanced in our region as a result of COVID. I know in yeah. our space, RDA, the way we've been working with other not-for-profits and the government agencies is really... So it's really mixing with other people who are running businesses because more often than not, the problems that you and challenges that you're having are exactly the same. And get it, coming together on a regular basis and, and sharing ideas and working out solutions for everyday problems is just a massive... Uh, but it's not only that, it's also helping each other out. So if your feed comes up on the Facebook page and you know the person and you're happy to recommend them, share it. Let people know what they're doing. Um, like it, love it, whatever it may be. Uh, and do that on a regular basis. That you really this is in the same boat. Exactly. And the other thing with networking is that that's often where you get new opportunities, uh, new innovations, and new business. Yeah, new, so, yeah. yeah, you meet someone and you go, oh, well, I like them. I want to find out more about them. So you, I'll take a bit of time to do that. You know, and you spend a bit of time with them. Out there, what are a couple of tips? And have you had any um, bad experiences as an MC that you can share with us this morning? So in relation to becoming an MC or at least look speaking, it's really important for business owners to be able to present their own ideas and what their business opportunity to MC, whether it might be your local uh, Rotary Club or Lions Club and you want to run the meetings or things like that, just get up and give it a go. And basically with MCing, you can first follow the formula and you're often following a run sheet anyway, so it's not too bad. So, yeah. Okay, Toastmasters, give it a go. Any, any funny stories that have happened after all the events that you've emceed over the years? Or So, when I originally started emceeing, I used to carry around a baseball bat. Uh, <laughs> so, that was, it was run well and truly on time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, backing business forum, 20th and speakers. We've got Steve as the MC. We'll put the link up after this morning's chat for any of those businesses that are out there looking for some additional support and some access to some great advice and tips. Um, that'll be where you need to be on the 20th of November. But look, one of the things that I do remember checking up on or reading about Steve when I was doing a bit of research for this morning's chat was one of the previous blogs you put up um, was talking about, I guess, the employer earlier, but you said employers have to invest to create a high-performing work environment. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? They do. First, then really start investing in their staff, okay, in relation to uh, training, to uh, team building, to constantly learning all the time. Like as a solopreneur, I spend about five to $10,000 a year investing in my own personal development. I do that off my own bat. And it's really could end up being as a, you're, if you're a business owner, you're a role model for your staff. So if you're out there getting drunk on the town and things like that and doing silly things, your staff are gonna see that and they're gonna do exactly the same thing. If you are running a business type business like hospitality or retail, but it's gonna come out and your staff are gonna treat people the same way. So you need to 
ensure that you're a great leader and role model for your people to follow. Thing that you've, and look, I'll put the link up to the Persuader website after, after today's chat, sure. but another great blog that was on there that had a couple of good tips was you were talking about the eight building blocks, I guess, of, of creating that high performance yep. business or company. And two that stayed with me was the need for a compelling vision and strong ethics and values. Yes. Can you elaborate on, I guess, the compelling vision aspect of it and those ethics and values? So often that's not articulated. And if your staff don't know the reason you're in business, they're gonna assume you're only there to make a profit and they will treat you accordingly. But if your vision is, we wanna help the most vulnerable people in our society, and that's your true authentic vision, internally throughout the organization, and staff will get on board with that. And in fact, some staff will wanna come and work with you because of that vision. And it's something that has to be it's not something that you just give them at the start when you're inducting them. It's something that has to be consistently seen uh, throughout the organization on a constant basis and that you're setting that example for whatever that compelling vision is to anybody else that you interact with. And it's, it's really critical if you want to be a high performance company to have that compelling vision. A strong yeah, vision narrative around yeah. why you're in business, the type of business that you want to be, that can be a bit of a sales point as well, a point of difference that you can then leverage for, for, your, for your sales and for your business as well. And exactly. I guess we touched on it earlier, but ethics and values, why? And I guess it kind of feeds into that because it fosters a good sense of work culture, I guess. Yeah, so a lot of organizations, particularly if they're based on values, but don't actually spell that out. So people don't know. Uh, so people want to know about that. They want to know that you, uh, it might be that you care about the environment or it might be that you, that's no, not a COVID cough. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of business people support all the local um, sporting uh, clubs and um, uh, cultural events and theater and the Steadfords and, and, and things like that. But they don't necessarily tell people that because employees, if they see that will go, well, you know, some of the organizations will give uh, their employees um, a day off a quarter to go and volunteer and help uh, other organizations that need assistance, which, you know, could be something like, um, oh, just trying to think, um, you know, volunteering for the B2B and, and all those sort of things, or um, maybe, I don't know, the Seymour Centre or things like that. But it's a small way that we could support them during a, a tough time. Most definitely. And, and with the um, ethics and values, is when times get tough, you can be almost persuade yourself to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And I just urge you not to do that. Stay with your values, mm -hmm. stay with your strong ethics because people will see that and it'll be a demise of your business. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's good advice. And I guess we've touched on a lot with a lot of businesses for our region over the next 12 yeah. to 18 months. Well, I think our region is very lucky compared to a lot of I can see very, very stable, but a lot of businesses are being very innovative as well. So I tend to think that there's gonna be a lot more growth out here. Uh, I look at, I'm an optimist, so I, I truly believe that the glass is half full and that there will be on that particular marketplace. And I, and I really think that uh, regional people um, are very innovative, they're great at pivoting, they're very resilient with all the things. Look, any business that's still operating today should be celebrating. They are doing extremely well compared to a lot of other places 
uh, particularly in Australia, but also around the world. So we're doing okay. Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm, I'm, I'm very upbeat and uh, positive about the, the next 12 to 18 months for our region. I think what you touched on is true. I think there's going to be a renewed look at local manufacturing and value lead to new business development opportunities for our region, which is fantastic. Data centres, technology parks. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting. Absolutely. To touch on before we finish up this morning is, as you we've touched on, a lot of businesses have had to work through challenges over the last 12 months. They've had to pivot. But what do you see are some of the longer term trends that have come out of this period that you think will stay with businesses going forward? Okay, so uh, first thing that uh, crops up is uh, remote working. So a lot of people are still working from home, uh, even if it be a few days a week in relation to reducing costs around, you know, you don't need uh, to rent huge offices space or, or whatever it may be uh, because people can work from home. So I think that's one of them. Um, <coughs> also, people, are, because they've been working from home, have set their offices up. So it's technology hub in people's houses now. So again, that's great as well. And I, I can see that a lot of those people uh, working from home will probably also have a, high, um, a side hustle as well. So they'll start developing their own uh, home-based businesses while they're working from home. And I don't see that as a bad thing. I, I, a lot of um, employees I speak to these days, how businesses run and um, probably helps them put, uh, with a bit of empathy, putting uh, their feet in the shoes of their employer mm. about what they go through. Change will be one of those things that helps showcase the opportunities in regional areas for businesses that they can set up or have staff remotely working, still ticking off the objectives and the expectations of their employer, which I think could be a real opportunity yep. for our region. But look, Steve, that's where we're going to finish up this morning. It's been fantastic to learn more about your business, your journey, and what's the easiest way for them to engage with you to learn more, I guess, about the persuader, about Steve Simmons and some of the support that you can provide. So uh, go to, the, and then I'm also on, you can find easily find me on uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, just started using Instagram, so I don't know how that's going, but anyway. Uh, and also phone number 0412-522-771. Please give me a call anytime. Particularly, I love discussing business. So anybody that's really passionate about growing businesses, yeah, please give me a call. Good on you, Steve. Thanks so much for your time this morning. It's been Thank fantastic. You. So look, we'll be sure to put those details up for Steve after this morning's chat. But for everybody else, you have a great day and a fantastic weekend.